Hey, you found us for a bonus episode of the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. If you have not listened to the mascot draft that we did with Pat Richardson, listen to that because that one's actually going to probably be more relevant to more people. We're now going to speak very uh, niche topic, ASU baseball, who was eliminated from the college baseball postseason today. Matt, you have some lukewarm to hot takes on this well yeah i mean not so much you know i don't want to go hot take-ish but um it was not only that they were eliminated they were very likely going to get eliminated today um you know and if not probably by tomorrow um they obviously by virtue of losing the opening game to southern miss um you know put themselves behind the eight ball and had to win four games in three days with a pitching staff that wasn't deep and wasn't very good uh, you know in all honesty uh, but it's the way they lost. Um, you know, they did beat Stony Brook yesterday to avoid going 0-2. But then uh, today, rematch against Southern Miss, they start out scoring four in the top of the first. You know, led never. You know, lead was never less than three runs until the bottom of the ninth. It got as big as eight. They were up 10 to two in the middle of the fifth, 12 to six uh, with two outs in the bottom of the eighth and nobody on. And they put two guys on, give up a three-run homer, 12 to nine going to the ninth, and then the ninth was just a, a you know comedy of errors. It ends on a you know four four runs allowed, uh, one on a bases loaded hit by pitch, and a two-run single to end the game. Um, when they gave up a stolen base, you know had first and third, gave up a stolen base to make it second and third, and that base hit wins the game instead of just ties the game. So uh, it's a a. Uh, semantics in a way to lose this one versus losing to LSU but it's not semantics because this is this is uh it sticks in the craw of, of people like me and I and I think you as well who who expect better from ASU baseball than to go out like this yeah and one point that you noted that I think is uh absolutely accurate it probably still means that Tracy Smith will be back Probably, uh, uh, and, and I will, without I will say, two of our most talented players. That, yes, exactly. I mean, Hunter Bishop is probably going to go first round. Um, he had a great year this year. Uh, Alec Marsh was the top starter. He's a junior. I don't think he's going to go first round or that high, but very likely he'll get drafted and and go and move on. Um, you know, now I will say, and this this is. Um, by no means scientific and by no means relevant, although maybe it is, who knows. Um, I'm encouraged by the fact that before we started talking about an hour ago, I was looking on Twitter and, and it was, you know, a flame with people ready to push Tracy Smith out the door. Now, admittedly, Twitter experts are the worst kind of experts, but it gave me some hope at least that people care because, I, you know, there's a part of me that feels like, do people even care enough to push for change, to want change, um, there seemed to be at least a at least a minority, you know, maybe a maybe a vocal minority. I don't know, but a fair amount that were saying it's it's time, it's time to move on. Now they don't make the decision, but I I like the fact that uh, you know I'm not reading a bunch of people saying, oh, great season, you know, pat on the back. It wasn't a great season. It was an it was a great season. start. It was a great and start. And a, yes. a rough conference season. And yes, a, and it was full of bad I mean, a great season. start. We really didn't play anybody good. Um, you know, we played Fullerton one game, and Fullerton traditionally is good, but this year they were under 500. Um, we were supposed to play them two. One got rained out, so we only played them one. 
And and the rest of the teams we played in non-conference were, you know, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Xavier. I mean, if this was a basketball schedule, that'd be really good. But it's not. Hmm. Um, playing, you know, cold weather teams in baseball in February and March when, when, you know, let's be honest, most of those teams haven't been able to be outside to practice isn't really a great litmus test. And we beat them up. But then we started getting into the real meat of the season and, and the, the beating up ended. Yeah, not great. No. no, no, it's not. I mean, you know, is it better than the last two years? Sure. Uh, you know, the last two years were tied for the worst records in school history. Um, but being better than that should not be the bar. And, and um, I, you know, this team has talent. They, they have, uh, I mean, I think their top six hitters all hit over 300 in the, in the order um, they have a guy who's going to go top 10 this year. They have a guy who's projected to maybe go number one overall next year in Torkelson, uh, who with just an average year next year would set the school record for home runs. Um, and and it feels like they should have been better than a two seed and a regional and bounced in three games. That that feels like a missed opportunity. No, and the problem is the pitching staff, which just, yeah, absolutely. you know, the, rele- the bullpen especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it let the game go today. It let the game go, uh, you know, last week against Stanford. They had a 2 nothing lead going to the ninth inning, give up a three-run homer. Um, you know, Stanford's a good team. They hosted a regional and, and uh, may or may not get out of it. They, they lost yesterday. Um, uh, and UCLA, but, you know, the number one overall seed, was in an elimination game? Lost I mean, yesterday, yep. Yeah, they won their first game today. But, yeah, they have to win twice against LMU. Yeah, I mean – the Pac-12 in baseball certainly did better overall this season than it did in you know basketball and football, but not a great tournament. Cal went 0-2. Oregon State, as a host, went 0-2. That's a stunner. Um, and, you know, ASU goes 1-2. Stanford, UCLA, both facing elimination today, having to win you know three games in two days to get out of their regionals. Uh, so it's I mean it's possible that none of the five teams that made it will make it out of the first weekend. Yeah, and that's embarrassing. That yeah, that is not, I, add that to great. another thing that the Conference of Champions right, looks terrible right. on. It's not great. Yeah, I mean, I was watching some of UCLA last night. He was on late, and I, you know, I was just kind of killing time. You know, nine o'clock at night, just watching ESPN, and they were on. And, and I, whoever was the announcer was talking about, you know, well, if you if you take all the championships won by the Big Twelve, ACC, and SEC, it's still less than what the Pac twelve has won in baseball. And that's that sounds great, but you know, and that, I mean, it's true and it's, it's impressive, but you know, USC won 11. Well, USC hasn't been good for about 20 years and it's been a long time since USC has been good in baseball. ASU has five. We haven't won since 1981. Been to the world series several times more recently, but haven't, you know, Arizona, I think has four. They did win one, what, four, they, five, six years they ago. They won one the year before, uh, Charleston. 20. I 2013 or whatever. Yeah, 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 I think. Because South Carolina, well, South Carolina won 10 and 11. I think they won in 12 because they beat South Carolina when they were going for three in a row. Um, you know, and, and that's that's good. But, you know, besides that, they've, they mean they won one title in 30-plus years. So we're really resting on a lot of laurels. Now, Oregon State has won three titles in the last 15 years, including last year. Um, but, you know, that number sounds great, and it is true. But it's not a representation of how college baseball is now. That's a representation of how it was in the 1960s and 70s and 80s, and that's not the case anymore. Yeah, well, so is calling us the Conference of Champions when right. you realize that, right. you know, 
many of our titles are one the conference the yeah. majority of the conference's titles are just ucla and usc titles right uh, and stanford yeah and yeah. then yeah. within that they are not in major sports anymore and they are right. a long long time ago right right yeah i mean you know we're we're uh you know a lot of the the sports championships now i mean stanford won the men's golf title this week and that's that's great um but you know it, it doesn't it doesn't really move the needle unless you're a big time golf fan like me i i watched some of it and i enjoyed watching it on tv but you know for the for the majority of people they don't care about college golf they don't even know it exists um you know so i don't know i mean you know it's it's just it's frustrating asu baseball is a conundrum wrapped in an enigma to me because there's there's a part of me that looks and thinks you know maybe we need to uh, is asu baseball ucla basketball I've thought about that a lot lately. Uh, we talked about UCLA, you know, when they were going through their coaching search, and it's like, well, they, you know, their glory days were 40 years ago. That's the same for ASU baseball. Um, much like UCLA, they had a nice run in the late 2000s of, of really good teams. Didn't win any titles, but really good. But it's been about a decade since that run, and, you know, are we, are we living in a fool's paradise here, basically? And then the other part of me says, you know, why should we be content just being an also-ran tournament team? I, I don't want to be. Well, and there's a you know there's a reason why we keep having you know top players in the draft and, and guys right. getting drafted, and it's because ASU is still a good program and it still could be built up again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, they, mean, the concern, you know, and part of it is it's hard, you know. I I would go so far as to say that other than, you know, like college hockey or something, that that baseball is the hardest to recruit because you got yeah. to find the sweet spot of a guy who is smart enough to get into college, right, good enough to play major division 1 baseball, but not happy enough with his draft status to just go pro. Right, right. I mean, recruiting a a, you know, bunch of five stars in baseball, I mean, you know, I don't think they do the star rating so much, but, you know, to use that terminology does not help you because the majority of those guys will never set foot on campus. Uh, you know, if you recruit, you know, uh, you got, you know, five guys that are going to go first round and your recruits, they're all going to, you know, their major league team to play yeah. in the minors, make money. Well, I mean, that was coming. ASU had, I believe, Prince Fielder committed here, Eric Cosmer committed here. Like, they did, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, that... You know, the, to me, the, I mean, you talk about the sweet spot. Uh, the class that, that always will stand out in my mind is the class that was freshman in 2009 because that class, you know, with a sign featured Eric Hosmer, featured Brett Laurie, featured Brad Hand, three guys who, you know, went on to play in the bigs. They were all taken in the first two rounds of the draft. And two other guys who got picked in the first two rounds, um, Kyle Skipworth, who never really amounted to much, but he's a top ten pick. And I think Jaff Decker was the other one. I don't think he ever made the bigs either. But, you know, five guys that were picked in the top 50 picks, but also had the core of a team that, you know, went to the World Series in 09, went again in 10, and made a super in 11. They, I mean, that, that team was made up a lot of guys who were, who were new that year, freshmen and JUCO kids, Cole Calhoun, uh, Zach McPhee, Drew Maggi, Mitch Lampson, Jordan Swaggerty. Uh, you know, Carlos Ramirez, Josh Spence, a number of those guys went on to play in the bigs or at least made it to high levels of the minor leagues. 
uh, you know, that was an uh, all-time class that was recruited because, yeah, you lost a lot of talent, but you still brought in so much talent that helped you win games for three years. Yeah. And it's really not at that level anymore. Oh, it's not at all. It's not at all. I mean, and, and you know, I, like – like I said, this is why I say ASU baseball is a conundrum to me because there are there are ASU baseball fans who I believe think we should, you know, we we should still be what we were in the '60s and '70s when we were making the College World Series pretty much every year. We won five championships. We finished runner up, I think, five more times. That ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen for anybody. The sport is much deeper. There's more money put into it by SEC and ACC and Big Twelve schools than there was back then. That's not going to happen. But then there's then there's the people who are like you know well you know we're we're playing against a you know a loaded deck and and just making the tournament to you know we should be you know celebrating this no no we should not this I mean that should not be the bar for ASU baseball and like I said last week when we talked you know Ray Anderson without saying it like he did with football because again doesn't attract the same media attention said it in actions by getting rid of Tim Esme who you know was the coach here for five years and went to the tournament four times Every with time the only exception could. when we were banned. Right. You know, I mean, so, so he was four for four and went to one world series and two super regionals in, in those four trips. Now, granted the one world series was the first year, a team that, you know, Murph was the coach of until November until he, you know, got let go. Um, and then the, you know, the next year was the super with a team that still had a lot of guys left over from that 2010 team. And things were eroding under Esme. And I still believe the right decision was made to move on from Esme. He's a great caretaker for the program after after the Murph, you know, end. Um, but it was time to move on to someone else. I just think that someone else was the wrong someone else. Mm-hmm. But again, as we say repeatedly, it's worth mentioning again, as long as he is there, we will root for Hidden to succeed. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I was rooting for them today. I mean, that's the other thing, and that's the you know, it's a it's a very fractured group of fans because I feel like there's a lot of quote unquote ASU baseball fans who were very likely dancing on their grave today because they could say, "I told you so." I'm not that. I don't want that. I wanted them to win today so I could watch them again tonight. They would have been starting right now against LSU, and I was hoping they'd win that. So I could watch him tomorrow night because, you know, you always, until you're out, you You always have that dream. Right. You know, you always have that dream that, well, yeah, our pitching is, is, you know, worn out, but maybe we can win a game, you know, 12 to 10, like we were going to win today until we didn't, um, and and just find a way. And, you know, then we get to a super and maybe, you know, uh, the team we were matched up with is Georgia, Florida State, Georgia's you know, facing elimination. Maybe we're hosting super. You start dreaming big. Uh, like, wow, you know what? Maybe this team can really do something big. And then they, they go out like that, uh, you know, but I, again, I really do think there's a lot of people. A lot of those people are probably people who are, who are Esme loyalists or, you know, that type that, you know, we're, we're dancing today, you know, thinking, well, that's good. I told you so. And I don't want to be that. Um, but I, I am disappointed too. I, you know, I, I find myself in the middle of almost like competing factions. The people who are, you know, everything's good. Tracy Smith got us in the right path. Just hang in. I don't believe that either. So it's it's hard. I, I uh, I'm not sure. You know, which side I am closer to. Neither one, I think. 
So state of the program rankings, football, basketball, baseball. Baseball third? Yeah. Oh, I think so. It's it's the one I have the least confidence in the in the coach and and the you know and I I can't criticize the staff because I I don't you know I don't know enough about the support staff and you know assistants and whatnot but without a doubt I think third yeah I mean uh, you know right now if if we're buying stocks in the future uh, you know baseball is the one I'm not buying any stock in maybe you know maybe a little bit because of Torkelson and they've got you know they got a fair amount coming back from this year's team. But I still don't see this team being an Omaha team next year. I mean, where's the where's the pitching coming from? I don't I don't know. Um, basketball, football, I don't know. That's a good question on one two, but I definitely think baseball's third of the three. Yeah, you know, I agree with you on basketball, football. It's interesting because my my immediate reaction is, well, football needs to be further along. Yeah, um, I agree because Herm is a short to medium-term solution. Well, it was supposed to be a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was not supposed to be a rebuild. And, and basketball has made the tournament back-to-back years. Yeah. That we're returning our starting backcourt, a pair of threes, and a starting five. So, you know, that it's going to be hard to replace Cheatham, and, and what Lake it did is. was good. And, you know, but th- this team should be good. And, and yeah, it's it's yeah. a it's a good question and and one that I hadn't I mean you know good question to pose because I hadn't thought of it you know which one if you if you had to you know bet a week's pay as they always do on you know Dan Patrick theoretical you know bet a week's pay which one is going to be a top ten team in the country if if either uh, in the next four years to end the year or to reach it to end the year. You know, a, a season over. Let's let's see. Let's say top fifteen. That's the bar that Ray Anderson set for football. So let's make it fair. Top fifteen. Which one would you bet? I'm not sure which one I'd bet. I I probably would lean football. I think I would too, because I think I think football can do enough in the non-conference and the bowls. In a way that basketball cannot, with how poor the Pac-12 is, we'd have right. to be, you know, 33, 33 yeah, wins as our final number. Well, I mean, and I, and I guess the the you know the number isn't exact, but I mean, to be fair, in football we're competing with 120 some other programs. In basketball, we're competing with 300 some. Now, granted, a lot of those are not at the level of of you know where Pac-12 is. But in football, there's there's not a uh, there's not a Gonzaga, who's a West Coast Conference team, but a power that doesn't really exist in football. Uh, you know, so those type of things, I guess, you know, it just it feels it feels like more of a journey to that in basketball than football. But you know, and maybe that's the season length. Maybe that's the way the tournament is versus the postseason, as you said, just a bowl game. Unless you're in the playoffs, you know, you're playing one bowl game. Um, I mean, it, it feels like we could we could uh, accidentally finish top fifteen in football better than basketball. I guess is the best way to put it. Like you could have a year like we you did in two thousand seven. You could fluke we your way into like it. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two thousand seven is a great example. That was not that good of a team, but we won a lot of close games. Our schedule did not turn out to be nearly as hard as it seemed. We played a lot of bad teams, as it turned out, and we found ourselves eight zero 
and ranked in the top five and then got exposed a bit, but still finished 10 and two and ranked in the top 15. So, you know, that seems a little bit more doable basketball. You know, you, you play 30, 31, 32 games, plus a conference tournament, plus an NCAA tournament, hopefully, um, that, you know, there's less chance to be uh, a fluke. You know, if you're, if you're good, it's, it's going to be proven over time. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of time to sit and consider the state of these programs on June 2nd. Uh, yeah, yeah. The next, you know, actual game for any of the three will be August 29th when the football team takes on the Kent State Golden Flashes, which is probably pretty close to the next ASU athletic event. Soccer may start earlier than that. But, but yeah, we're, we're in the summer now and baseball's done and softball's done. And so I think that's it for the 2018-19 school year. It was, it was okay. Not great, but not horrible. And yeah, we'll, uh, Three months or so from now, we'll charge it up for 1920. Between then and now, we'll do a bunch of previews. We'll talk about a bunch of other nonsense, and maybe we'll do another thing like the mascot draft. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.